You're listening to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. You can support us on Patreon and join our Discord server at patreon.com slash wtfolklore. Hello everyone and welcome back to What the Folklore, Making Sense of Senseless Tales. I am your storyteller, Carmen. Crime Weaver Tyler. And I'm Dave, you know. I'm in between circumstances that would give me a title at the moment, but that's, that's, that's fine. It's all fine. I am shocked, honored, and uh, <laughs> impressed that you have returned after the last episode. Yeah, have not taken enough punishment yet. No, I'm this. I'm actively energized by it. So <laughs> I love. I love this stuff. Good. He's he's fresh to it, right? Like Tyler and I need naps after after some of these more intense ones. But you, you're I mean, fresh. I've I've been on the internet a long time. I've seen some. <laughs> I've seen some shit. Well, today we're gonna well, be. It sounds like this week we're gonna stuff you to bursting. Yeah. Hmm. Um. This is uh, just a heads up for everyone. Probably a two parter. Unless we are remarkably efficient about it. Uh, which <laughs> which has never happened. Our track record, I <laughs> doubt. Um, but it is surprisingly Thanksgiving appropriate uh, in the amount of food focus that it has. Which was not the original intent when I went to note it. Because I note these blind, largely. Just a happy circumstance. <laughs> I like open one. It's like, alright, I'm committed to this one now. <laughs> We'll find out. I've started and I cannot stop. Yes. So today we're going to be reading Dwarf Longnose. Uh, So this is a German tale. What color is this dwarf? um, I think regular people color. So one of many, many shades of brown. So not magenta. Okay. No, not a technicolor dwarf. Was that a, is that a concern, Tyler? We have well, had, had a lot of. We've, we've had run-ins with various colored dwarfs in the past. Okay. And I side-eye them. Okay. They may or may not hide behind lettuce with there, swords. There's some episodes I need to catch up on, I guess. There's cabbage involved in this one. That's too close to lettuce for my comfort. Uh, and it has been suggested to us by Kid Chaos, Piss Baby, or Bust. Well. <laughs> This is all. Uh... The, the storyline continues. <laughs> <laughs> because you're not on our Discord, Dave. You missed that uh, a contingency of people who refused to forget Piss Baby emerged. I mean, it I don't know become, why. It has become their goal to not forget the easily forgotten Piss Baby. <laughs> oh, I see. Piss Baby, easily forgotten, never forget 2022. The, the Piss Baby's son, specifically, was easily yeah. forgotten. Oh, right, right, right. i forgot that there was the sun (laughs) see it's so easy (laughs) so easy it's a a self-fulfilling prophecy at this point (laughs) um all right so this this is a wilhelm hauf tale and i guess i should look up who he is that would have been (laughs) smart but i was uh honestly um just 
drowned in uh, content of the story. Um, so this is a, a German poet and novelist, um, and I do not speak German, I'm afraid, so I will mispronounce this for certain, but he's a uh, Württembergian. Uh, uh, but born 1802, died 1827. So a young man, 24, accomplished a lot in that short life. Evidently. Yep. Um, Made the most of it. Yeah, he had quite a few um, writings. He has a, a f- whole fairy tale almanac. Um, so we may encounter. Which sounds him. like a thing that we should possess. Uh, some of these other titles are quite intriguing, like the story <laughs> of Little Muck. Yeah. And the tale of the ghost ship. I love Pokemon. <laughs> we don't we don't have time for this. We're not done with the Rutabagas yet. Uh, he also we wrote can't the... get another new book. <laughs> another collection. This always happens at Christmas. I haven't even finished all my Christmas books from last year. <laughs> Uh, so this might be a, a new fun fun boy for us to to revisit on this show. A new a fun new, boy. A, a new character in the What the Folklore Cinematic Universe. <laughs> of of real living man. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. Um, he apparently wrote the first part of something called The Memoirs of Beelzebub, so that sounds pretty fun. Whoa. Yeah, this guy might be a new hero. get a personal interview? <laughs> interview with a vampire and memoirs of Beelzebub. I was literally about to say the same thing. He's the fucking Satan's ghostwriter. Well, that's the name of the band, probably. <laughs> I'm not sure who wrote the second half of that. Um, this does not have a an in Wikipedia link for me to go go hunting it down. Um, but yeah, so that's that's Wilhelm Hauf. We both was... learned. Well, we all learned that together. Was the second half us. even ever written? Maybe Satan took over. <laughs> Look, I, I can, I'm the only one who can tell this. And legally, we're not allowed to attribute that on the internet. It's redacted. No. Yeah. Um, so this particular version translation is sourced largely from our good old friend Fairy Tales with a Z dot com. <laughs> yes, a classic. <laughs> The most, the most radical, ra- the, the most radical source <laughs> of folktales, the, the skateboarding folktale source of the internet. Um, but because fairytales dot com featured a significant amount of typos, um, that were nearly illegible in some places, if you're that not used to, to reading student work, um, uh, Kid Chaos did supplement it. With a, a shorter, less detailed version from fairytales.biz, the more genteel cousin of the <laughs> radical skate cu- skateboarding fairy tale site. Jesus Christ. Uh, I think typos just show how extreme the writing is. It's true, yeah. yeah. Like they're just they're going at high speeds. There's no time to stop and check if it's right. They we gotta just do gotta get ollies. it down on the page. <laughs> they gotta do Ollies around the English language. <laughs> Um, so there are a couple of most of the stuff on fairytales.biz was pretty similar to this, though as Kid Chaos had mentioned, less detailed. But it did include a couple of uh, different interpretations of things. So I have those uh, as side 
items in here as well. So I'll, I'll let you know when Dot Biz would like to uh, insert its professional opinion. So, are you two prepared for this? There's no way to know at this point. Yeah, still no. Okay, so. <laughs> I mean, I did just eat lunch, and what you've said is uh, frightening me that I am not prepared. But we'll just have to wait and see. Well, many years in a certain German city, but as as usual, we don't get which certain one. Um, if you know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and we don't. <laughs> so, so well, we're shit out of luck, I guess. <laughs> Privileged information. Uh, there lived an honest cobbler and his wife. The cobbler did things that a cobbler does. Fairy tales with a Z did go into the details of that, but it's all the stuff that cobblers do: mending and sometimes Cobble. making new shoes. If Cobbling he could find about here, yeah. hither and thither, just cobbling day in day out. Um, yeah. He'd occasionally Cobbling make peaches, anything it can find. Eating cobblers. I'll cobble a broccoli. <laughs> Don't think I won't. Uh, he would occasionally make new shoes if he could find a customer to trust him with the shoemaking. This isn't story relevant. <laughs> I just appreciate the detail. <laughs> yeah, that is ominous. Mm. Yeah. If you go to a cobbler and the first thing they say is, do you trust me? Do you trust me with well, you your know, They lean over the counter a little too far. Uh, he always That's another buy... one of those like self-fulfilling prophecies because if you need to right. ask me that, I instantly don't. <laughs> right, yeah. The trust immediately goes down. <laughs> uh, he also always had to buy the leather because he was too poor to keep an inventory of leather on hand. Also, not a story-relevant detail, just important um, <laughs> for the mm. radical nature of this tale. Character building. Yeah. Uh, the wife gardened, and she sold the fruits and vegetables that she grew in her garden. And she had a lot of customers. <laughs> that she, she could rescue from cobbling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when he could, when he didn't cobble her broccoli, she would take it to market. <laughs> um, she had many customers because she was clean and tidy. And she was also really good at presentation. Like, this woman could put a vegetable display together. You don't even know. They also had a beautiful little boy of eight years old. Uh, and he's his name is Jacob. Oh, hello, Jacob. Oh, okay. Uh, is he story relevant? He is story relevant. Uh, per usual, okay. far more story relevant than the first two characters ah, that yes. have been introduced. Glad you got um, a name, Jacob. Yeah, Jacob earns a name early on in this tale, so good for him. Uh, he is very beautiful, very tall, very well grown, very eight years old. Another one. I was I was about to say, is he extremely ten years old? <laughs> no, he's extremely eight. Whoa. Uh, he would help his mom out at the market by being an errand boy, taking um, large orders to housewives and cooks. So when they when they bought too much to carry with them, he's the one who who would deliver it. Um, and he got tipped very well because he was so pretty and nice. So he would always get like a little bit of money or a cake or some sweet meats out of the deal. Um, so it's a good time for him. A fun summer job. Good, good time before child labor laws. Uh, one day, the wife slash mom, depending upon 
which character is our perspective <laughs> character in any given moment, was uh, selling her stuff, and little Jacob sat hawking her wares in his shrill little voice. Which I assume is meant to be endearing, but just sounds horrifying. <laughs> An old woman in rags with little with a little pointed wrinkled face, red-rimmed eyes, a hooked nose that like extended down to her chin, um, came hobbling very slowly across the marketplace. She walked with a stick, but like walking seemed like something of a miracle that she was achieving because she just appeared to be stumbling and limping and rolling along, almost like she was on wheels that were like. Is this the to... is this the wording? Is this the wording of the story? Yeah. Her walking seemed like a miracle. Well, no, that that part's me. Um, okay. But the story does say that it, it didn't seem like she should be able to because the way she was moving just did not seem natural. Um, okay. And the mother... So this is some sort of eldritch creature in human guise, yeah. presumably. It, it kind of, it's the AI art equivalent of a human trying to, to shamble oh, no. through a marketplace. Um, and the mother stared really hard because in 16 years of selling at this marketplace, she had never seen this woman, and this is a memorable woman. Uh, so the woman came to the vegetable stand and asked in a cracked, unpleasant voice, are you Hannah, the vegetable dealer? Oh my goodness, she gets a name too? Yeah, she, she's now named, thanks to a person who's never met her before. Um, and she is, she is Hannah, the vegetable dealer. So uh, this creaky old woman has uh, one more piece of information than we do. So the woman's looking for an herb of some kind, and she plunges her hand in the neatly ordered basket of herbs that... Um, wife mom carefully arranged at the beginning of, of the shopping day and she keeps grabbing handfuls of herbs and like putting them up to her hooked nose to, to do a big old sniff and these are apparently rare herbs this is not just your your standard parsley, sage, rosemary and thyme so Hannah <laughs> is pretty upset to see them getting snorted by an old woman it's uh, fair but the customer's always right, especially when that customer <laughs> has this sort of frightening aura about her. <laughs> That's always been in parentheses of that saying. Yeah. Right. So after this woman handles the entire basket of herbs, she declares it <laughs> oh my all <God>. rubbish. <laughs> yeah, she goes like straight to the bottom. Well, at least she's thorough, I guess. <laughs> Could, could you imagine being at like Kroger? Let's look at this from the bright side. <laughs> and there's just somebody getting their hands like full fistfuls of every vegetable and just, just snorting it and then putting it back. <laughs> squishing the bottom potato between their fingers. Oh boy. Deeply uh, unpleasant as an image. <laughs> so she declares this all rubbish and says that 50 years ago she could have gotten what she wanted, but this is good for nothing. Wow. Okay, Boomer. Yeah, essentially, yeah. Jacob gets really mad and is like, okay, Boomer. The Duke's <laughs> cook buys from us. You just ruined a whole basket with your nasty bullshit. What is this? Uh, the old woman looked <laughs> Literally, at him. why are we putting up with you? Other yeah. than your frightening aura, which I will give you credit for. <laughs> you you have, uh, you have uh, honed that to yeah, a Yeah, you have a cultivated... <laughs> You've cultivated a look, and I appreciate that. But please stop touching my vegetables. So the old woman looked at Jacob and then laughed in a repulsive manner. Jeez. 
I I would like to hear your best repulsive laugh. Hmm. Both of you do one piece stuff, so I know you have a wide <laughs> range of laughters at your disposal. Let me pull up the list. <laughs> What's the ickiest one? I'll find well, the most repulsive one. There are a lot of icky men. So I was about to say, would that be the ickiest laugh or the laugh of the ickiest man? Because we know who that is. We're dealing with him right now. Yeah. Actually, what is his laugh? I just realized. It's, I don't. It's pretty. I mean. <clears throat> Foo foo foo, pretty typical. Oh, really? Trouble laughs like a shojo anime villain. Yeah. <laughs> that's, oh, that's I thought you were talking weird. about Do Flamingo. Oh no, that's that's okay. Well, uh, treble is. <laughs> there you go. Okay, that's pretty good. That's a repulsive laugh. That is not the most repulsive laugh I've seen written out for in a One Piece character's voice. <laughs> How do you feel about diga ga ga ga? That's pretty repulsive. I am repulsed. <laughs> successfully repulsed I'm repulsed by most of the One Piece laughters that do not sound like a human mouth could make them in no, any sort yeah. of uh, completely fair yeah, of unrestricted like emotional response sort of way like if you have to practice that laugh in order to deliver it I am repulsed <laughs> here's one for you that I could imagine this woman doing yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then she said in hoarse, croaking tones, "Ah, my little man, do you like my nose? My nice <laughs> long nose. Uh. Then you get to have one too, reaching right down below your chin." This uh, this took a turn. Is this how it happened to her? <laughs> <laughs> is this a cycle of violence? <laughs> <laughs> Not again. <laughs> uh, she shuffled over to the cabbage basket while she talked, and she crushed the cabbages and threw them back, back to, to the, the cabbage basket. basket. She had been there before. Um, in the uh, dot biz version of the story, it is cauliflower. Interesting. Um, she crushed the cabbages and threw she them back in the basket them. and declared them bad. Why does this always happen to cabbages? <laughs> they were annihilated. They're bad now. <laughs> uh, so the boy. This is, this is insider. This is insider trading, lady. <laughs> the SEC is going to be on your ass. <laughs> uh, so the boy is frightened, but he insults her again, saying that she should shake her head like that because her neck is as thin as a cabbage stalk and it looks like it's going to snap in two. Which, you know, for an eight year old. Wow. Pretty sick burn. Yeah, that's pretty, yeah. pretty strong. And so she says, Oh, you don't like thin necks. How about no neck for you? Your head will stick right down by your shoulders. Hannah, who is still at this point in the story referred to as the cobbler's wife, even though we have her name now, uh, <laughs> tells the woman... This is the most folktale folktale of all time. <laughs> it is extremely folktale in a lot of ways. Wait till we meet the Duke. <laughs> oh, God. She tells the woman not to talk such rubbish to the child and to go ahead and make her purchase if she's going to buy anything because she is frightening the other customers away. Thank you. 
So the woman says, fine, I'll buy your shitty cabbages, but your kid's going to carry them home for me because I have to walk with this stick, but I'll reward him for the trouble. Uh, Jacob didn't want to go, and he began to cry because he is afraid of this woman. But his yeah. mother's very... I, I'm, I'm also afraid of her. <laughs> his mother's very stern about him doing his summer job. Um, <laughs> so he ends up taking the cabbages slash cauliflower, depending on... On whether you're radical or business. <laughs> uh, so she walked so slow that it took most of an hour to get to her home in the out-of-the-way part of town. And it was a miserable-looking house. <laughs> she unlocked the door with a rusty key. And then Jacob was surprised to see that inside of this miserable-looking house, it's gorgeous. There are... yeah, maybe you'll stop judging books by their covers then, Jacob. <laughs> yeah. you old shit. There are marble walls and ceilings, ebony furniture with gold inlays and jewels encrusted in them. Uh, the floor is glass and it's so slippery that the boy fell down several times and the woman's insurance is probably through the roof. Oh no. Like, the slip and fall uh, lawsuits have to be eating her alive. Which is probably why she keeps a really nasty-looking exterior to the home so no one tries to to bother her. That's smart. No one will sell me a vacuum. (laughs) I don't need encyclopedias. They will all be frightened at my door. The woman pulled a silver whistle from her, her pocket and blew into it, and this has the effect of calling a bunch of guinea pigs down the stairs. Okay. Is it a frequency only they can hear? Yeah, it's it's the guinea pig whistle. All right, I want that. Uh, these guinea that's pigs. That's my new. That's my new favorite magic item in a folktale. <laughs> the guinea pig whistle. I want to summon guinea pigs. Uh, these guinea pigs are special, also, because they all walk on their Ooh. hind legs. They oh, wear nutshells as shoes. That makes them much more disturbing. <laughs> they wear men's clothing and hats in the latest fashion. These guinea pig are men. <laughs> I don't, I don't like these guinea pigs anymore. I appreciate the contrast of of these like really fashionable like this is the latest hit thing in the magazines hats, uh, but nut shoes. So the old woman asks, "Where have you put my slippers, you ragamuffins?" And strikes them with her staff so that all the guinea pigs whine and jump about. So she's she's a great employer. Oh boy. The guinea pigs run to fetch the slippers, bringing back uh, coconut shells that are lined with leather. So everyone just wears nut shoes in the glass floor house. Uh, she, they put them on her feet, and then she is no longer hobbled and limping, but she tosses away her staff, and she's able to glide across the floor very fast, dragging Jacob <laughs> she behind her. Puts on, she puts on roller skates. That's it, yeah, she just kind of skates I- through her house. This this story this this story shifted tones very radically. <laughs> this is like very fast. This is like if Pippi Longstocking grew very old and bitter <laughs> is what's happening yeah, in this house. Some, something like that. Um I also I I love the high speed roller derby old woman <laughs> dragging a boy behind her uh, to get observed to by observed by oppressed guinea pigs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But very fashionably oppressed guinea pigs. How's the cobbler doing? Cobbling. That's all he does. Just cobbling away. 
Thinking Finally man. getting his hands on all that broccoli now that his wife and son are gone. <laughs> Can't get leather, Out but I can always get me some broccoli. <laughs> uh, they came to a room that bore some resemblance to a kitchen, but it featured mahogany tables and tapestry that's, upholstery. That's that's interesting phrasing. Yeah, that's quite the slam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this resembles a kitchen. <laughs> Not entirely unlike a kitchen. <laughs> I could see how you could call this a kitchen. Uh, She tells him to sit using very friendly tones, but also shoving him into a sofa and then trapping him there with a table, like shoving the table in front of him so that he can't get up. And she says, he must be tired carrying such a heavy burden. So she's going to make him soup, a soup like he's never tasted before and that he will remember his whole life. That sounds like a threat. Yeah. Especially well, from this person. That's the radical version. Oh. I agree. That is pretty radical sounding. The business version. Uh, it's it's still cauliflower that he had brought with him. Uh, but she claims that men's heads are not light when she says that he has been carrying such a heavy burden. And he says, um, I carry cauliflower. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> and she says, you know that's a lie. And then she pulls a man's head out of the basket. Oh, shit. Just a decapitated head. And then he's like, shit, my mom's going to get in a lot of trouble if word of this gets out. Like, that's <laughs> definitely, we will not pass a health check at this point. Inspection. Yeah, We're going to get a one. D at best. <laughs> Um, and then uh, the men's heads turn into cabbages. So it is still cabbages in the end in the business version, but there's a little extra business to get there. Hmm. Uh, so she what, blows. I, what, I don't know what to believe anymore. Yeah, what, is it radical or is it business? Which one's the real <laughs> version? So she blows the guinea pig whistle again, and now the guinea pigs are in cook's aprons with spoons and knives tucked into their waistbands, and they are joined by squirrels wearing wide Turkish trousers and green velvet caps who are acting as the kitchen servants, fetching pans and ingredients for this woman as she cooks up a soup. Uh, When it is all cooked and ready, she pours it into a silver dish for Jacob and tells him to eat and he'll have all that he has coveted in her and also he'll become a clever cook but he'll never never find the herb that was missing in his mother's basket all right good deal he doesn't have a a friggin clue what she's saying yeah none of this makes any sense to him uh but he did eat his soup because it was delicious it's both sour and sweet and very strong as he was finishing it the guinea pigs lit some incense sticks that made thick blue clouds yeah, now it's a party. What a what a good sentence. Set the mood, guinea pigs. The, the guinea pigs lit some incense sticks. Don't mind us. This is just what we do on a Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> we like to create an atmosphere in here. We went to a hookah mm. bar once, and we really just want to recreate that situation. <laughs> uh, so the thick blue clouds filled the room and stupefied him until he fell asleep, and he dreamed the strangest dreams. That's interesting because he's been living the strangest life. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, in his dreams, the woman took off his clothes and dressed him in a squirrel skin, and then he could jump around like a squirrel, and he became one of the servants who polished the coconut shoes. Yeah, all right. That is a strange dream. <laughs> he did this Agreed. for about a year, and then was given the more important duties of catching sunbeam dust and sifting it through fine sieves. A very important job, yeah. Uh, this dust was used for flour for the bread that she ate because she had no teeth, and sunbeam dust, as we all know, makes for the softest bread. Of course. Yeah, 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 totally, yeah. <laughs> so for your Thanksgiving this year, <laughs> Tyler's checking to see how long till his but the bus gets to his stop. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm listening. You got it. <laughs> um, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> so he does this. <laughs> Does this for a year, and then he is promoted to water carrier. Uh, but she doesn't have a well or anything, so they have to draw dew from hazelnut shells every morning. And she drinks a lot of water, so this is quite a task. So, if I was a was a little kid like this protagonist's age, mm-hmm. and I was hearing this story, what I would take away from it would be never get a summer job. <laughs> <laughs> like if your mom wants you to do a summer job, don't do it. Keep playing you'll, video you'll get, games. You'll get kidnapped by a witch and and made to carry water. Oh, this is all dreams. Imprisoned with guinea pigs. I, do you think like an eight year old is going to draw that distinction? <laughs> uh, what is a dream if not a portent? Whoa, in, in folk tales, yeah. <laughs> Uh, after another year, he was promoted to glass floor polisher, and then promoted to a after a year of that to the kitchen as a scullion. Until eventually, he made it to head cook. Nice. So he worked his way up real hard as a squirrel, and he was able to make the most difficult dishes, and also mm. two hundred kinds of pastry, and Whoa. also this man kicked ass with soup. So good at soup. Mm. Oh man. And one of the tricks with soup is you put, like, a little bit of soy sauce in it. And you really bump that umami flavor. Mm-hmm. You can also do it with fish sauce. Made the best chicken and dumplings of my life that way. <laughs> There's your squirrel secrets for the day. Nice. Uh, it had been many years that he'd spent as a squirrel in her service. And she goes out one day and tells him to cook a chicken for dinner and stuff it well with seasoning. When he'd finished preparing the chicken, he went to the room where the herbs were kept, and to his surprise, he saw a cupboard he hadn't noticed before. And the door was a little bit ajar, so he checks in, and he sees a lot of baskets with a strong and pleasant odor. Are we still in a dream? Did I miss the exit ramp? We're, we're, still, we're still dreaming. Okay, just making sure. Uh, he opened one of the, the baskets, and he saw a weird plant with blue-green leaves and a deep red flower flecked with yellow. He realized it had the same scent as the soup that she had cooked for him many years ago, and it was a strong smell that made him sneeze over and over again until he woke up on the old woman's sofa. Oh, okay. (laughs) All right. But, 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 but for real? Or (laughs) like, is it one of those you wake up in the dreams thing? (laughs) Check the top. (laughs) So he's like, damn, that was a wild dream. It seems so real that I was a yeah, squirrel. How many and, years younger is he suddenly? And learned to be a first-rate cook. 
Mother's going to laugh and also scold me because i it's really unprofessional to fall asleep in a customer's house. <laughs> That's what he takes away from this. Yeah. So he jumps up in a hurry, ready to get back. And basically live out my natural life. <laughs> yeah. Only to return to the past when I'm eight. Yeah, he's he just at blitz and shits. <laughs> uh, so he jumps up in a hurry, and his lips are, limbs are stiff from sleeping so long. And his neck especially. He couldn't turn it very easily. Yeah, all been Oof. there. Um, yep. He seems so sleepy that he kept just striking his nose against things. Just too groggy to pay attention to where the fuck he was going. (laughs) He got to the threshold of the house and the guinea pigs and squirrels were all whimpering around him. And he begged them to come with them because they're they're pretty rad. He enjoys them. They're awfully cute. Uh, But they went clattering back into the house on their nut shoes and did not want anything more to do with him. (laughs) Ouch. Rejected by guinea pigs and squirrels. So he had some trouble finding his way back to the marketplace because the the old woman had taken him on kind of a roundabout path. Mm. And this is just not a part of town he's ever really been in. Um, and even more trouble because a big crowd of people kept, like, existing and shouting, Look, what a hideous dwarf! Where can he have come from? What a long nose he has! And no neck! And big brown hands! Oh yeah, that was the thing she said. <laughs> Um, and Jacob wanted to see this dwarf that they're all clamoring about, but he was going to get in trouble with his mom, so he needs to snow sightseeing or lollygagging. He's got to get get to getting. Oh, the dramatic irony! Oh my goodness! Uh, he's very frightened when he gets back to the market because his mother looks very different. He didn't think he'd slept for very long because she still had a lot of produce to sell, but she sat with her head on her hand. No longer like trying to get people to notice her goods, and she looked paler, much paler, and very sad. So he walks up and puts a hand on her arm, and she says, Mother dear, what ails you? Are you angry with me? And she starts with a cry of horror and asks what he wants with her, hideous dwarf. <laughs> Such jokes are out of place. Uh, so he keeps insisting that he is Jacob, and she keeps getting mad at him for joking about her her son and calls on her neighbors to help her so the neighbors crowd around and begin abusing him and telling him it is a cruel joke to uh, tell a bereaved mother who had her boy stolen away seven years ago that you are that boy and we will tear you limb from limb if you don't leave at once oh jeez Jacob who is I guess simultaneously eight and 15 years old is very confused just somewhere goes, in that range yeah right take your pick yeah, that, it doesn't give a, that, it doesn't matter that, that awkward age i don't know like if you if you aged seven years as a squirrel chef would you still have an eight-year-old boy's perspective on the world when you think you wake up i cannot well, do this arithmetic <laughs> right now well how, well how much is that in squirrel years that's probably more than a full squirrel lifespan. Carmen, you yeah. ask too much of me. <laughs> this is what defeats you, Tyler. I can't do squirrel math right now. <laughs> well, you get back to me when you've rested, Tyler. Let me <laughs> let me know when you've had a chance. There, there is no escape. <laughs> 
You have to face the squirrel math eventually. <laughs> it As comes for us must. all. <laughs> uh, so he's very confused and he goes to find his father. The old man has just not stopped cobbling. He's he's too busy to notice Jacob at first. He cobbled the house. <laughs> oh no. No one was there to stop him. He just kept going. <laughs> the machines. It's like an overgrown like post-apocalypse, but it's all just cobbled shoes that have claimed the house. Spreading out everywhere like Zerg creep. <laughs> Uh, so then we, when he notices Jacob, he's like, oh, good gracious me, what is that? Which is a rude way to greet anybody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Jacob says, uh, realizing that he is not recognized, um, he's like, good evening, master. How is trade just now? The cobbler says, very bad, little gentleman. Which is also not how you would talk to a customer. Like, this isn't how you business. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's a reason his wife just has him cobble and takes care of, takes care of everything else herself. Yeah, the vegetable while, side. While it is still not correct, it is at least better. I'll take sure. little gentleman over what the fuck is that? Yeah. Yeah, little gentleman's fine there. It's the, like, how's business? Oh, it's so bad. Like, you just, I have, um... I have been to shows and things where I like go to talk to a vendor as a customer, not as a fellow vendor. It's like, hey, how's it going? And then they just start complaining about things. It's kind of the pitfall of asking somebody how their day is going. Yeah, but like when you're in the businessy situation, you don't you don't dump your business woes on the person who's maybe about to purchase something from you. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the, his wife. His wife gave up having this conversation with him a long time ago. Yeah, she, she she's very good at business. She knows all about the displays and angling things for like the correct traffic flow, so that you catch someone's eye. Like she's yeah. done all the studies. She makes sure there's no butt brush effect in front of her business stall. She's like on top of it, and her the vegetables are what keep this house together. This man cobbling is just a way to keep him out of her hair. <laughs> Um. so he says it's very bad little gentleman I am getting old I have no help I can't afford an assistant so yeah his his wife is, is good to separate their businesses <laughs> uh, Jacob is astounded that he is not recognized and he asked if uh, the cobbler has a son who could maybe help the man says I had one once named Jacob he should be a tall, well-grown youth by now. He was always... With a, with a, with a nice short nose. <laughs> a regular-sized nose and a regular kind of neck. Um, had, he was so handsome and had such pleasant manners, but he got stolen seven years ago. Um, you hate to see it. Yeah. So Jacob's starting to like clue in on what maybe happened. They rehash the story a little bit with the father adding some of some details to it, like the fact that he had told his wife to stop bringing their son to the marketplace because he's a pretty boy and someone's going to steal him. Um, which is this a problem around here? I guess has been a problem for a very long time everywhere. Mm. 
but weird to see it called out before, like, the 80s. Right. Um, And he also adds the detail that the old woman who came by must be the wicked fairy Urbina. There's a fucking on-the-nose name there. It must be her. In the, in the same, is this in the same way that the only name they could give him was Hans My Hedgehog? <laughs> I guess. Like, well, it can only be her. This this witch likes herbs, so I guess we'll call her Urbina. It was that or Cabajet, and this one flowed better. <laughs> the writer hadn't had his coffee yet. It was Urbina or Cabbage Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't. I haven't decided, decided if it's cauliflower or cabbages. So mm. we're gonna go with the one we know. That's herbs, Urbina. Uh, she visits she visits the town once every 50 years to get stuff. <laughs> that's that's nice and descriptive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, this kid got very unlucky then. To get stuff. Well, that's to get stuff. That's a carbon thing. To get the oh, things okay. she needs. Um I mean, how much more descriptive is the story? Not that much. Um <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, like Yeah. Uh, so having uh, dumped his trauma on this stranger, the cobbler then asks, yeah, do you need shoes? <laughs> or maybe you need a nose cover? Wow. And uh, Jacob's like, well, what's wrong with my nose? Yeah, buddy. And the cobbler says, well, you know, everyone to his taste, but if I had a nose like yours, I'd make a case for it of bright red leather. Because I'm sure you must be constantly knocking it against everything. <laughs> so the cobbler, who is uh, confirming with every passing moment that he is extremely bad at business and explaining why he can't maintain a leather supply, um, thinks that the solution to long nose is to basically make nose armor that also acts as a warning sign in bright red. <laughs> Uh, So Jacob's heart sank and he reaches up to feel his nose and finds that it is very thick and two spans in length. And he pieces together that he is the ugly dwarf everyone's been talking about all day. Oh my goodness. Dun dun dun. Finally this tension abates. (laughs) So he asks for a mirror and his father says, Young sir, your figure is hardly such as to give you cause for conceit. And you have no reason to look into a glass constantly. Break yourself of the habit, for in your case, it is a foolish one. Wow. This man's a dick. Yeah. Got his ass? (laughs) Owned? Question Uh, Jacob insists that he doesn't need the mirror out of conceit, and his father says, well, it doesn't matter because I don't have one. My wife did somewhere, (laughs) but I don't know where it is, so go ask the barber. His name's Urban. None of this is important. Any relation to Urbina? (laughs) I was about to say. No, Urbina is with an H. Urban is spelled like the opposite of rural. Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. Which actually was a name back then. Yeah. That's my understanding, Mm -hmm. but yeah. Uh, So then the father uh, took Jacob by the shoulders, gently pushed him from his shop, and locked the door on him. (laughs) 
Wow. Very good at business. <laughs> Very good at interacting with, with other people. Such such good customer service. Incredible. <laughs> and and staying open for your full hours too. Great job. Mm-hmm. Gold stars all around. Uh, so Jacob goes to the barber, who he had known in his former life as a regular boy, and asks for a mirror. The barber laughs at him, points him to the mirror, tells him that he is a handsome little fellow who is tall and slim with a swan neck and dainty hands and a pretty little nose, so it's no wonder he's so conceited, but you're welcome to the mirror. It should never be said of me that I was so jealous of your good looks that I'd not lend you a mirror to admire him. No, So no one in this world can comprehend any reason for wanting a mirror <laughs> other than that you're some kind of narcissist who just wants to, like flex in the glass like johnny bravo yeah at all times yeah if you need like, to look what's, at what's shaving that doesn't exist no no or or like see it like maybe you've got a thing in your eye and you, yeah. you need some help to get it out god put it there for a reason <laughs> yeah, you accept that mode of dust and you like it maybe that's a need gift yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some at some solve some kind of folktale thing. You'll need that mode of dust. It'll it'll unlock a mountain. Yeah, it'll solve some kind of puzzle in the adventure game. That is your <laughs> that is your 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 cursed existence at this point. So shrieks of laughter greeted the barber's words because you know sarcasm is everybody's favorite uh, form of entertainment. Uh, but Jacob did go look in the mirror and he saw himself and he felt tears prick his eyes because his eyes were like teeny tiny, set like a pig's. He had an enormous nose. He had no neck. He was just as tall as he had been at eight, but his chest and back had bowed out like they had tried to grow to his full height. Uh, so now he looked like a well-holed sack on two weak legs. Uh, his arms hung down almost to his feet and he had coarse hands the size of a man's with ugly spider-like fingers. Which is well above and beyond what the witch promised him. Yeah, we're entering mm. new curse territory. Mm. This is one of the bet more descriptive stories you've read, I think. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Wilhelm definitely doesn't, case. S- doesn't spare the adjectives. Mm. Or at least whoever's translating. Yeah. Um, so the barber laughs more and he offers Jacob a job. Because... He would get a lot of customers if he had someone like Jacob on his payroll. He's, uh, he, oh, no, he used to have a lot of customers, but he's been losing them to his rival, uh, Barber Lather, Ooh. who had come across a giant. <laughs> who has a very on-the-nose name. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. Uh, Barber Lather had, a, at some point, come across a giant and employed him, pays him to stand at the door and invite people to enter. <laughs> are are they afraid that if they don't go into this barber shop the giant will will hurt them? I don't I don't really know. I cuz it goes on to say that a giant is no wonder. So giants are apparently not all that uncommon. So maybe maybe the giant is just incredible at marketing. Um, unrelated to him being a giant. Yeah. But you are a wonder, my little man, and I will trade you board and lodging and clothing. And all you have to do is be my own personal wavy arms man or weird bale bondsman <laughs> statue and greet people and hand towels out and soap to customers. So is this a barbershop or a circus? <laughs> well, I think 
I think in the old timey days, barber shops they were also surgeons, right? Yes. Um, and I think a lot of the the sort of shops had to do more performative things anyway to get people to come in. Like I know the mm. butchers would make a show of things like stuffing sausages. Um, Interesting. And there's no Netflix, so you know you do. You, if you can entertain the people with anything you have, um, mm-hmm. you'll get them in, and they will maybe buy stuff from you. But I, I do mm-hmm. like the idea of this barber shop basically being set up like the tacky bail bondsman places, where they put <laughs> there's there's a bunch of them up um, toward downtown Lawrenceville, and there's stuff like. I think this one's out of business, but there used to be a bright pink bull statue, like a huge one outside of, of one of them. And then uh, <laughs> one of them just is littered with decorations of people in the striped jail uniforms screaming from inside of bars. Uh, and Elvis, for some reason, is involved. Uh, <laughs> well, almost any situation is improved by Elvis. Yeah, so like... There's apparently just a tradition among bail bonds places of finding super tacky statues and placing them on the outside, and that's essentially what this barber's doing with this man. And actually, come to think of it, this uh, need to entertain the people because everything was boring explains a lot about stories like this being as long as they are. <laughs> I have to keep them here. Um, so Jacob's really hurt to be offered this job as a barber's decoy. And that's what they call it, it's, so I don't it's know. It's a living. It, like, maybe that is just a thing that existed as Barber's Decoys. <gasps> a Barber's Decoy. Um, but he answered very politely that he was not interested in such employment, and he left. His one consolation was that, altered in body though he was, the witch had no control over his spirit. And he had, in fact, become wiser and more intelligent than he was seven years ago, presumably because of all of his squirrel jobs. Like, presumably because of not being eight anymore yeah (laughs) that helps too he went through a whole career path as a squirrel but still Mm -hmm. and that changes a man (laughs) yeah so he is determined to make one more effort to convince his mother of his identity he goes to the market begs her to listen to him quietly and recaps his whole story she's very conflicted because the details are all correct but she also doesn't believe in witches or fairies or whatever. Seems like a big oversight in a world like this. There's giants around. Yeah. And they're not a, and they're not a big deal. Yeah, but I don't believe in fairies. Um, so she says that they need to go talk it over with her husband. Uh-oh. So they go to the cobbler. She repeats the story. And he says, yeah, no shit. He has all the details, right? I just told them in this story. Now he's trying to do a swindle on you. And then he... Oh, no. And he whips Jacob mercilessly. Holy shit. This is actually like a genuinely good story twist, though. <laughs> like, like, like that's actual dramatic. Yeah, like you, you the set up and payoff, which we so rarely get. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> we just got to cherish it when we do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the story goes on to say it's it's strange how little sympathy is ever shown to an unfortunate being who happens to have anything ridiculous about his appearance. Is that the, is that the moral of this story? So far. Um, so I think this is probably a good place to... I was going to ask it. how we do it on bullet points. Uh, mm. 
We're a little less than the halfway mark on here, but I, I think oh, this good. is a really? good, <laughs> a good stopping point um, in the, in the story before we embark on his next leg. Um, I don't know. We're we're about exactly halfway, actually. Okay. Um. So yeah, that's that's a solid solid stop here. Uh, and then okay. We will return next week with what Jacob does next with his remarkable squirrel skills. Dave, do you well, want to try I'm... and predict what will happen next? <laughs> That's something um, we've done in the past with two-parters. Okay. Let's try and predict um, at least one plot point that will occur next time. Um... I think of what all right okay can i use meta knowledge sure from, uh... all right well i'm gonna i'm gonna predict that he is hired by a duke or <laughs> some or some other uh uh you know nobleman you know you or, make or, an excellent point we might or, need a duke <laughs> or a well-to-do person um uh, as a cook because of his incredible because he's so good at soups he's amazing all right, do you want to toss a, a wild ball prediction in there as well? Yeah, I do. War. <laughs> War will come. Wow. <laughs> to this squirrel. Uh, you're getting good at this. All right, so. <laughs> we hope that uh, our American listeners have a very I happy... I don't know why I could just fucking feel it, Carmen. <laughs> There is nothing to suggest it, but I could feel it on the wind. <laughs> You've been doing this too long, Tyler. I, was I could smell it like petrichor. Uh, so to our American li- listeners, we hope that you have a very happy Thanksgiving. Uh, sorry, Canadian listeners, for not catching yours back in October, but it's not on my radar quite as strongly as the one that I have to cook for later this week. So... Um, we will be back with the remainder of the story from Kid Chaos, uh, Piss Baby or Bust. So thank you for <laughs> suggesting this one. It is a ride. Um, enjoying it so far. I don't know about you two. You're, you're trapped here oh, with me. I mean, I'm I like bored. soup as much as anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> That's the sum total of your opinion. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I got to use the phrase, the, uh, phrase and the mental image like, shoes expanding like zerg creep <laughs> which which is now something i want fan art of so like every no no matter what happens the story was worth it for me <laughs> uh thank you to everyone for listening thank you for um everyone who tweets or well while while there is a twitter who is sharing the show around um Thank you to all of our patrons for sponsoring us and keeping us running. And thank you, of course, to our top-tier patrons, Five-Headed Snake God, Allison, Frog Whisperer, Lucky, Spider in a Frying Pan, Heerius, Midori, Becca, Lobster No Longer, The New and Improved Haley, Thimbles are a Stitcher's Best Friend, Awkward, Project Bird Fall Informant, Funky Little Strawberry, Lemur, Spaghetti Old Crump, you sw- or crump With You, Sweetie Pie. <sighs> did better this week. I'll get it. I'll get it one day. Caitlin, Danielle, a feral fae fighting the urge to hibernate. Feel you there. Uh, your girl, Olwen, Allie, Knife Dad, Koba's Cat, Vespadesu, Versus Keeper of Too Many OCs, Pyrus, Jessica, Nathan the Scott, Millipedish, 
What the folklore is filmed in front of a live studio, Dave? Maya, I list is with us. Strangely appropriate this week. <laughs> Tennis killed dinosaurs, a dubious little creature. Haley Prime, Dominic, Justin, Lily, Izzy, and Jenna. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you always, Doug. Thanks, Doug. Thanks, Doug. We're what the folklore. That's how it works. Oh, poor intern doesn't realize we're going to do another part. (laughs) She heard the sign off. She got up. This has been What the Folklore. Thanks for listening to our show. If you have story suggestions for us, please send them to wtfolklore at gmail.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Special thanks to the Brobdingnagian Bards for the use of their song Happily Ever After from their album Brobdingnagian Fairy Tales. If you enjoyed our show, please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts.